we mourn uh, George Floyd, and I was appalled and, and sickened to, to see what, uh, what, what happened. We believe in acceptance. We believe in human rights. We believe in equality for all. But we have to understand that this has been going on for years. This is not just about George Floyd. We can no longer sit back and remain silent on the senseless, unlawful killings, sly racism of another human being based only on what? Their skin colour. It's been an interesting time, hasn't it? I'm Nathan Wallace, and just a bit about why we're actually here and possibly why you guys are at home listening. A couple of weeks ago, I made the pitch to Radio X to say sometimes I thought they just needed to go a little bit more into detail on what's actually happening in the news. I know they're a music station, really, great at the local news, but with just an hour with no space for discussion, I think we need something. So Radio X kindly have said, I hear what you're saying. Long story short, they've thrown me the keys, they've made me a cuppa and told me to get on with it. They've even given me an apprentice to help out. And as I used to be the apprentice here, I guess you could say the student has now become the master or the blind leading the blind. Whichever way you look at it, we've got us a show. The Devon Discussion with Nathan Wallace. Last month, a white police officer killed a black man in the United States by kneeling on his neck for eight minutes. Eight minutes. His name is George Floyd. It's happened countless times before, but this time it sparked a massive push for change. The Black Lives Matter movement has become a worldwide movement, and at a local level, I'm proud to say that we've, you know, together come and showed our support as well. So I'm joined here with two very inspiring individuals who've had a huge part to play in the Black Lives Matter movement here in Devon, and are playing a massive role in educating people on the topic of racism and the problems that black people face in today's society. Maya Thomas, who organised the local protest here, is both local and an ex-university student, and Kofi is also a local who's been in the media a lot alongside of Maya. Now, before we kick this off, I'll be the first person to say that I fully understand those who question a large gathering during a pandemic. I get it. I'm also not an expert on the topic. What people need to understand that this isn't a jolly up, people aren't going out for a laugh, People are protesting basic human rights. Maya, the death of George Floyd has understandably sparked and caused sort of outrage here, hasn't it? Yeah, it's gained so much media attention and it's made people realise that racism happens everywhere, especially in Devon too, mm. and now a lot of people are coming forward and sharing their experiences. Yeah, and it's, that's what we want to be seeing. We want people to talk about it, speak up. The more we speak about it, the more people are aware and the more people hopefully will just start to understand as well. I mean... Kofi, on your end, some people fully don't understand the need to actually talk about George Floyd and believe that racism isn't even, isn't even a problem here in the UK. Why do you actually think that? I've been talking about this because I think the way um, George Floyd was killed or murdered, basically, mm. was not nice in a, day, a, a broad daylight mm. when someone just doing, going around his daily base job and he just stopped on the street and just a knee on his neck for eight, nearly nine minutes. Is it a problem in the UK? Yes, yes. I mean, I know it's a problem in the UK. Me growing up in, in Devon, being a mixed-race lad, I've got experiences. Now, I'll be lying if I said I've experienced it every single day of every single minute of the, of the day as well, but I've been on nights out. Someone's looked at me, spat in my face, called me the N-word. I imagine you've, you've had experiences, guys, as well. Oh yes, definitely, definitely. I have had a lot. It it happens in a different way. It's like I moved from Redden to Honington as well. Obviously, I met you there before. I was struggling to get a job for the good period of two years, of to the point that I was thinking of moving back to to Redden. And it's not nice. As soon as they hear your name, it goes like, oh, it's not a white person or English person, so we're not going to employ the person. 
you know, it's funny on that. I mean, I've met many, many of Af- African people who've come from Africa to live in England. And one thing they always say to me is, oh, this is my name, but my English name is so-and-so. Why are we at a point where we have to have an English name or a French name to be in France? Why can't we just have our name, our culture, and people embrace it? Yeah, we shouldn't have to adapt ourselves mm. to make ourselves acceptable for other people and I found that in school for example I wasn't allowed to have my natural hair out so afro hair then I wasn't allowed braids either so I was wondering what hairstyle do you want me to have just for me to be able to learn everyone should be able to learn and feel comfortable in that environment but I had to adapt myself so that I was able to learn that's mad and I've seen some crazy hairstyles from people in in the government now and you know who I'm talking about yeah I saw as well if you google professional hairstyles for females and unprofessional hairstyles for females yeah a white person comes up with professional hairstyles straight hair and then unprofessional hairstyles is all black girls with afro hair and braids so that's part of the problem hmm. i think what what maya saying is is 100 percent right the, as a guy in devon that i've also experienced it in a different way like yeah. i got a police officer stopped me a couple of years ago questioned me about how was i able to afford the car that I'm driving. Hello, I work. Yeah. I work hard. I do seven nights, six yeah. nights. You so, would be the first person that's had that as well and stopped, searched, you know, asked silly questions just because of the way that you look as well. Yeah, my brother, when he was walking home where we live, just outside of Exeter, he got followed by a woman in a car from the bus stop up to our lane and she said, you don't look like you could live here. You need to leave. What does that mean? What does? How do you look like you belong in a certain place? Especially in 2020, the world we're in today, how can you tell me that I don't look like I should be here? Maya, you were, well, the main organiser for the protest here in Exeter. I attended it. It was great. It was, it was just great to hear people's stories, experiences, and just come out and support what's happening right, right now in this time. Yeah, it was. Some people were saying... What about the pandemic? But I was trying to make people realise it doesn't have to be coronavirus versus Black Lives Matter. You can do both together. So that's Mm. why we took all the necessary precautions. We had a PPE stand. So many people were wearing masks. Social distancing was encouraged before the event. And we said it can't take place unless you're willing to comply with this. And everyone did. I don't know about you, but one, proud to be there. Proud that everyone's come out and supported that as well. But did you have that sense of pride that people actually listened to the social distancing side of things and wore masks and really did care about the health and safety of not just themselves, but everyone there? Yeah, 100%. Because as a BAME member, Mm. obviously I'm four times more likely to get the coronavirus. So I was putting myself at risk by being there. And by everyone following government guidelines, this meant that we could not distract from the purpose that we were there because everyone was comfortable so that allowed people to listen to each other there was a a protest in Torquay recently I believe wasn't there yeah how did that go really well really well it went well yeah it was on Sunday and it was basically the same way we're trying to pull a point across to the entire Torquay community okay which it went really well obviously it was social distance and PPE everything was in place which was really good good attendance so the Exeter one was for me, what I saw anyway was mainly sort of stories, experiences, that sort of thing. What was Torquay like in that sense? Yeah, Torquay was great. It was really fun. We went, we make it like it, it was kind of like family. Yeah. A, 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 a environment it was mu- There was music celebration. There was, uh, celebration. People giving 
powerful speech, um, a, a kind of experiences around the bay and in Devon in general. So it was, it was, it was fun, and we were, I was worried people were going to turn up to cause confusion and but it was really great the police were around to to protect and everything and guide the place and obviously i had phone calls and threatening text messages but what do you uh, mean what what do you mean by that sorry i had a phone call people questioned me why am i doing that and i I have Mm. to explain it to them that look i don't it's not about violence i'm not going to destroy anything or i'm trying to organize but Actually, the pe- majority of the people who were there as well were the, in the were in the white community. Yeah, what we're going to do now is listen to some clips here from talking. I'm here today because, quite simply, Black Lives Matter. Nothing was ever handed down. Nothing was ever given for free. Whether it was votes for women, no matter what it was, everything had to be fought for. And that's why I'm here today to say no more, to put an end to it all. I've recently moved back here from London just to be with my parents over lockdown, and I think. I think it's really easy down here to feel detached from the issues that are happening in in the bigger cities. But racism is as prevalent in Torquay as it is in any other place in in the UK. Equality for everyone, social injustice, police brutality, the lot. Everyone should be equal, everyone should be treated the same. As a white ally, I think it's really important to show solidarity and people seem to not think that racism happens in the UK, but happens all the time. And I really hope this is the start of some form of revolution. Most of that's positive. No, all of that's positive. That is positive. And at the end of the day, the sort of people that we see go to the events here in Devon have mainly be supportive, would you say? Yeah, 100%. Everyone there was happy that they had a space to have their voices heard or to be educated, yeah. Mm. And has anything sort of happened off the back of this for... Um, yourself or for the movement that you know of yeah so often the people there that's very good people online want to support but then there's the other side of it there's the death threats that i've had there's the messages saying oh you're pretty for a black girl but maybe you should use your looks instead oh i didn't think you'd be so articulate how come you went to a private school then just all the messages from people saying you're racist for supporting black lives matter the fact i now have to have security in exeter on that can we just quickly explain why all lives matter that saying right there doesn't quite really sit well with everyone yeah because people seem to think that it needs to be either all lives matter versus black lives matter but Mm. it doesn't people saying black lives matter aren't disregarding all other lives they're just saying right now because of george floyd and that being brought to media attention we need to address the black lives and the racism going on but then eventually yes all lives will matter but they can't matter until black lives matter and everyone's treated equally 100 percent agree with what you're saying basically you cover the whole thing every life matter yes but what has happened is the reason why we're basing we're basing the whole thing on it's the name exactly it's the george, name george floyd and it's happening and not recently, it's it's not just he's not the first person, no. and he's not going to be the last person either. So either if we don't fight or protest now, or go out there for the public to hear our voice, there is nobody who is going to fight on our behalf. We need to fight. We're fighting now for our future, for the future of our generation to come on. Not now, because I know that people have been fighting four hundred years ago for black to have equal rights. But that is not still not happening. At least now, mm. because of the death of George Floyd, it's happening. And people are listening to us. But are they going to listen to us and go to equal rights? It's not just black only. I want it to be 
whether you are transgender, mm. lesbian, gay, everything, we all need to be treated right. Do you know, on that is you summed up perfectly. LGBT as well. It's like us saying LGBT, but where's the S? Where's the straight? It's LGBT. It's Black Lives Matter. There's a movement happening. I 100% agree, bro. You say fighting. I, I know exactly what you mean by that. And um, I feel like a lot of people might stop, listen, and maybe interpretate that in the wrong way. What do you mean by fighting You know, for our rights here? Uh, let me just correct this. I don't mean fighting, going on the street to fight and put, protesting and fighting. No, what I mean is trying to make people hear our words, our, 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 the passion, the mm. pain mm. that we are going through. I had pain in what you said just then. So it's not, I don't mean we should go out there and fight. I'm against all the violent protests. I wanted peaceful protests. I've, 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 pro I've talked about it several times on the, a lot of places about what I've been, I've been going on about going out there on the street is not good and fighting. It's not, it's not at all. What well, I, I have a way of, I want to protest and mm. I've been trying to put it out there. We can we can protest in a, a, a different different ways by standing in front of our houses and then holding banners and saying our peace, peaceful protest, silent protest. That is even powerful than everything. Spot on. Yeah, we've been all our focus was always about educating people rather than just chanting. We wanted to educate people into why we were doing that and all our experiences and what we've been through, so that there'll mm. be change in the long term. The stories that I heard at. Um the Exeter protest, the way that that educates you is because you really listen and hear people's actual genuine experiences. Yeah, bless, I said, bless the lad. I'm mean, sorry, you probably saw him, 17, up there crying. Yeah, that was really moving and people just got a real insight into why we're doing this and the struggles that we have been facing and they can take that away and then they can change their everyday actions to ensure that we don't need to feel this way anymore. It's primary school, so a long time ago, and it's not myself, but it's my brother. He used to come home, he used to scratch his arms. He would scratch his arms so much that he would, he would look white, look grey. He would do that because children would bully him for his colour of his skin. The boy is around about six years old. He doesn't understand what's going on. He comes home crying every day to his mum, who is white. She's got to explain to him that some white people will take the mickey out of your skin because of the colour of your skin, which is brown. The kid moves schools. It is shocking. I had similar things at school, like food being thrown at me, saying feed the African and feed the slave. Oh, and I bet there was laughs. There were, there were, and the teachers didn't even deal with it in the correct way. They just wouldn't send children on the trip, rather than actually same thing them. as well. Same thing as well. We had people. I have people coming to me and calling me names, calling me black monkey. I belong to the zoo, mm. and when they said that to me, I said, okay, I'm, that's where I belong. Where do you belong? I'm black and I'm proud. And I'm happy. Are you happy? Exactly. You see, it, 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 it's not, it's always going to be there. We need to try and find a way to, to educate it. As yeah. I said before, I said several times to people like, we need to find a way of educating people. I'm going to give example, right? England, you teach uh, um, German, uh, um, um, French, and Latin or wherever in, in schools. Yeah. Why can't you take one of those subjects off and put cultural studies? I'm from Ghana, right? When I was in Ghana, I was listening, I was learning about British heritage. Mm. 
what does that have to benefit me for? You see, but I was forced to learn it. So why can't you force people or just to put in the cal calendar, they should once a week, they should learn cultural studies, learn about different countries, mm. about Africa, about black people. Just, just all of the history would be nice, wouldn't it? Exactly. Or every history, every history. So you know about when you see a black person, where are you from? I'm from Ghana. Oh, it's um, so Ghana. Is, is that where um, the Queen visited in 1953, 1956? The, the kids have an idea. Hmm. If you have a kid, on um, some people in this country, if you ask them some simple, simple questions, they don't even know the answer to their own culture. I think the problem is, and um, what we learn, and we're really good at it as a nation, is learning the good stuff. And what I mean by that is learning the stuff that makes us look like... Perfect. Yeah, perfect. England, we're great. Yes. Hey. England, we are great, but there's certain things that we just need to learn about which can educate the masses. Exactly. I'm going to give you one more example, right? Mm. Let's let's put it in this way. How many deaf um, um, kids is in, in this country, right? So, basically, you have deaf schools in this country and then you have special needs. They go to the special schools. Why can't you put a British Sign Language in normal schools? As a, on your curriculum. I about that. So people will learn about it. So you and I, each and everybody will learn. Very segregated, aren't they? Exactly. Oh, so if they yeah. start learning, so you can talk to someone on the street. You see a deaf person and they walk past you because they can't, they look at you and you walk past them. You cannot say hello. No. Come on, hello. People don't know hello. Do you know what, mate? I never thought about that. And this is why we're here today. It's between here to talk, we're here to educate ourselves and go, do you know what? Fair. Yeah, we obviously all agree how important education is. And off the back of the protests I organised in Exeter, mm. about 10 schools have contacted me about going in, speaking to children there, arranging workshops and how they can get black history into the curriculum, Fantastic. especially private schools. Even the private school I went to, I've spoken to them because they've got more scope in the curriculum. So there's a lot of work that can be done there. Excellent. Guys, I just want to quickly um, sort of go on to the social media side of things. Now... I don't know about you, but I've had to remove a lot of people. But I stop and think, actually, should I be removing them? Or should I be messaging them? Should I be exposing them? What? I know you don't know all the answers, but what, what do you guys sort of do and go about it with? Well, I'd say exposing people isn't going to do that much. They might feel shame in that moment, but it's not going to educate them into why they need to stop doing it. So they'll get exposed. People might laugh. Then they'll move on. They'll do it again later in their life. But... We do need to try and educate people, but there's only so much education we can do before we become tired ourselves. So that's why I've been encouraging people, just speak to your friends that are of different races and different minorities. Have mm. conversations with them. Attend protests so that you can educate yourself because everyone has to do their bit. Yeah, I, I think I agree exactly what you said. And what I can add to that is, if, if you go around deleting people, as you said, they're not going to learn. Mm. They think, oh... Yeah, whatever. What I've been, I got a lot of messages that have come to me, and then some people sending me a, a monkey and a banana um, emojis and stuff. I don't care about it. What I've done is I've been educating them by saying on my simple messages, thank you and God bless you. Mm. That is a powerful message back to the person to learn, think about it. I haven't done anything wrong to you. All I've been trying to do is to educate. Yeah, but as well as the bad messages, there's also good messages because now people feel that they can actually have conversations. I've had people message me saying, is it okay to say this? 
is it okay to do this? Will you be offended by this? So now there's more of a platform where people can just have conversations and, that, and learn that's the right that. question, isn't it? That yeah. is the right question. That is how people will learn. If they don't feel that they can even ask you a question about it, then people will continuously offend you. So it's mm. not just about bad messages. People need to be able to ask questions and not be ridiculed for doing so. I'll tell you a and, quick story. Uh, one more thing. Let me ask you. Um, what it is, is um, I don't think there's anything as, as bad question. Ask any question. Mm. Ask anything. Um, you can ask me a question. Go like, why, why do you think about the N-word? then I can explain it to you. Mm. It depends the contents that you're going to use that. It depends the contents, how you say that. Yes, don't say it, but you can... It happens. It happens. We all call people names. But come and ask me, why do, you, do they call you the N-word? You get really aggressive or defensive like that. And I will say you down because, oh, if I said this and that and that to you, will you like it? No, that's what I feel, how I feel if you use the N-word or you call me the N-word. You, you understand? So there's nothing, there's nothing wrong as a bad question. Yeah, I fully understand. And I'll tell a quick story on that one. I was, I was going through Facebook and I won't mention any names, but the Colston statue. Obviously, we've heard a lot about that being pulled down and we won't go into that too much right now. But the photo I saw was one of the memes and it was a picture of a gollywog on top of the the statue now it had a few laughs on the on the status people found it funny so be it i commented saying disappointing and that was simply all i said said disappointing and the messages i received were just f this f that it's my childhood people shouldn't be offended by this this is what i grew up with and i said i get what you're saying but it is offensive my father was called a gollywog in school he was called that to be made to feel like nothing. I said that to him. Do you know what his response was? It ain't racist to me, mate. So are some people too far gone? I think... I don't think anyone is too far gone. I just think it would be more difficult to change the attitudes of some people, especially a lot of the older generation than others. But in schools, say they start educating in schools and fostering an environment where it's not acceptable to be racist, mm. then when people leave school, they won't be doing that. You are formed in school. No one is born racist. It either comes from the home environment or the school environment because mm. that's what everyone goes through. What uh, uh, one, 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 something I can say to this is, um, you see, when you see kids playing together, mm. it doesn't matter what, who you are, what colour, what it is. They play together. They eat together. They do everything together, right? As soon as they start turning to a certain age, they grow apart. Why is that? Exactly. That is what we need to find out. That is when we have to start educating people. I hear you yeah. about it because just um, on Sunday I made a, one. Some part of my speech was, "Why can't we all go back to be kids again? You see, and play like kids. If we play like children." Mm. We don't have any problem with colours. Totally agree. It's either made in school or it's made at home. And if we can change the schooling side of things, brilliant. Hopefully that can combat what's learned at home and they can go, hang on a minute, is it? are we different? Are we, the way that we think is a little bit different actually to what everyone else thinks. So the education starts at school but also at home, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. And it's not. we're not saying that all households are bad. 
but it's the issue of calling things out that are wrong rather than staying silent. Mm. So we've been saying, when someone does something wrong, call them out on it. Don't just let it be because you haven't said it yourself because that's when children will pick up on it. That's when other people will pick up on it and think that it's okay. I know it's uncomfortable to call someone out on that, but be that guy. Stand up for people. Stand up for feelings. Stand up for someone that is hurt so much by the words that are being said. That's... Uh, what, what, I, I, I will answer that question. I think uh, um, because we are minority, mm. we're scared. Mm-hmm. We are really scared to stand out. We need As, help. Exactly. So who is helping us? No one. There are now, no, though, hopefully. Hopefully. So one point I'm going to make... So if someone is going to speak out and like all these protests and everything, right? Mm. My point... At one point I made the other day, the government should come out, right? And said, all right, I've heard what you're saying. Say no more. Okay, let's stop everything that's happening and I'm going to have a cabinet, right? Mm. To deal with this racism. So you should have a what? A black uh, uh, minister to deal with that, the problem that's going on. You know what I mean? So in, they will be going around and go like, what is your problem in, in, in Devon? In Devon, what is going on here? So... How can people make the right decision? What can they do after listening to this and thinking, oh, gosh, fair, I do, I do need to make a change or I want to help? Okay, so if it was a parent listening today, I would say have conversations around the dinner table when you're watching television. Don't just watch people of minorities on TV laugh at their jokes and be happy with the culture, eat the food, but then not educate your children into what's okay to do and what's not okay to do. There's so many free materials, YouTube, Netflix, there's so many documentaries, especially now on the Black Lives Matter movement, that people can do to educate themselves. Keep going to protests and speak to people. Just have conversations, learn firsthand like you do at a protest. But don't just stop now. You need to continue speaking to them afterwards too. We'll be holding further protests in the future in different events, not just protests, but chances for people to speak, chances for black and other minorities to show off their talent. Just Amazing. a platform for them, basically. Kofi, Maya, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been fantastic and actually a pleasure to hear the stories, the experiences, but most importantly, the, the progress that's happening here in Devon. Studio production was by Adam Manning, Sam Sarrett. I'm Nathan Wallace. Thank you for listening and goodbye. The Devon Discussion Podcast from Radio X with Nathan Wallace.